All right. Thanks, so down. Good morning, everyone. Are we ready for family camp? going to be incredible. All right, let me introduce my family to you here with a picture. Right there in the middle is my wife, Amy. Uh, in two weeks, August 13th, we're going to celebrate 27 years of marriage together. Praise God for that. <clears throat> and we have got seven uh, children. We've got our W, Lissy, JD, Laney, Millie, Ray, and Rush. Boy, girl, boy, girl, girl, boy, boy. 23, 21, 19, 17, 13, 11 and 7. All of our children are odd. Hmm? Hmm? Did you get that? Oh, actually, okay, well now if you might be counting up here, right? You're like, hey, that looks like eight children. Well, that's because the, the man on the far left, our son, RW, he got married to the girl in front of him, Emily. So we added the daughter-in-law. They are actually on their way up right now. He texted me a little while ago, said they had a flat tire. So they are on the way. Um, one of our... Uh, uh, sons is camping here or as a, a counselor here, Captain Crunch right over there. And we've got, uh, we've got Laney, Laney, Millie, Ray and Rush also uh, camping. So we are super excited about, uh, about this week with you. So God loves your family. He has brought you here this week. He wants to have every single one of us draw closer to him and closer to each other. So this whole week, whether you are a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a mom or dad, uh, single parents, whether you're coming in to camp with things going pretty well in your family and just ready for God to, to do more, uh, or maybe you're coming into camp feeling like your family is hanging on by a thread. Uh, God loves your family. He's got you here for a reason. Now, every single one of our families have problems and struggles. Amen. I want you to turn to a family member and I want you to say, we have problems. And I want you to reply to that person by saying, yes, we do. So everything we're going to be talking about this week, it's, it's only for pa families with problems, only for families with struggles. Let me show you one of the scriptures that I want to share with you this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 and 3 says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. So one of the essential ingredients for a family who has problems and a family who has conflicts, raise your hand if that's you, you have problems and you have conflicts, all right? One of the essential ingredients for a family with problems or conflicts, if you want to be united in the Spirit, there's something essential that we have to do. We have to pray with each other, and we have to pray for each other. That's going to be my encouragement and my challenge to you today. We have to pray with each other, and we have to pray for each other. Now, here's a scripture that's going to be a big part of our week. This is actually going to be our memory verse for the week here at camp. Colossians 2.7. It says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So look at that first line. Let your roots grow down into him. 
If our roots are going to grow down into Jesus, we need to pray with each other and pray for each other. We've got to talk to him in prayer. If our lives are going to be built on him, we need to be talking to him in prayer. We need to pray with each other and for each other. Now, God's word says that there is a spiritual power when his people come together to pray. When people come together in a church to pray, there's spiritual power there. When people come together in a family to pray, there's spiritual power there. Let me introduce or, or illustrate this with my family just a little bit. Uh, can you guys come up, Captain Crunch, Laney, Millie? Okay, so we're gonna hold hands, all right? And then let, Millie, let's see if this works, we don't know. Grab. Go. So when we're connected, right, there is what? Power, right? Spiritual power. Okay, now, thank you guys. I do not have one of these for every family, but I do have a couple of them. Here's what we're going to try to do. I would like for this half of the room to get up and make a circle. You're going to have to hold hands. I want this half of the room to get up and make a circle and hold it. Listen, this may be too much power. I have not tested whether these things can handle this size of a group of people. So get up, make a circle, half the room one way, half the room the other way. You'll have to kind of weave your way through the tables. I'm going to bring the energy stick right over here to these guys. Now, when your circle is complete, your light should go off. But I don't know if it can handle this much power. Here we go. Okay. Right over here. Let's see. Oh, they got it. They got it. Did you get it? Oh, that one's kind of lame, though. Here, try that. Yay! Okay, hold it. Just the, just the metal parts. Someone, okay, and now hold on. There. Now let go hands. Grab hands. Everybody's got to be together. Someone's not holding on. There. Okay, now just you guys let go. And grab. Come on. Come on. Uh, yay. Okay, awesome. Everybody back to your seats. Well done, well done. Good job. Too much power going through those sticks. Didn't know if we could handle it. Very, very good. So praying together is one of the ways that God unites our families together spiritually. I mean, let me show you another scripture. This is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 is all about spiritual warfare and spiritual battles. This is how that passage of scripture ends. It says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Now, some of you might say, okay, Rob, well, these uh, scripture like this, okay, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. That's an instruction God's given to the church. So like brothers and sisters in Christ, okay, sure. But if we're supposed to pray with brothers and sisters at Christ at church, how much more should we be praying with our families? If we're supposed to be praying with our spiritual brothers and sisters, how much more should we be praying with our, our real brothers and sisters? And this uh, instruction here comes in this chapter on spiritual warfare because Satan and the demons do not want you praying together as a family. 
They want you to keep working with your good intentions and your, your willpower. Because you see, if your family comes together in prayer and you ask God for help, all right, what's God going to do? Your family humbles yourself before God, ask for God's help. What's God going to do? It starts with an H. He's going to help. He's going to supernaturally change your hearts, renew your minds, and give you strength from the Holy Spirit to live for Him. Now, let me show, I want to give you an example or an illustration of how crazy we are if we're not praying as a family. Okay, how crazy we are if we're not praying as a family. Uh, I need a, a teenager to volunteer, uh, a teenager who uh, is a very honest young man or young woman. That's the key ingredient here. Teenager, please. Oh, someone's being volunteered back there. Who's being volunteered? Oh, what's your name? Kenzie? Mackenzie. Mackenzie, could you just go straight back to the pillar that's right there in the back, uh, kind of by the baby chairs? Mackenzie, right? Now, all of, was that your family saying that you were an honest person? What a nice encouragement for you. We will test that now, okay? And now I need another teenager with a mother or father. So you're going to volunteer with mom or dad, teenager with mom or dad. You want to write this? You got a teenager here in the, who are you volunteering? Blue? Blue shirt young man? You're getting, being pointed at. Are you, are you like, don't volunteer me, man. Quit pointing at me. Thumbs up. No, he's not. I'm not making eye contact. What's that? Not a teen. But you know what? That's going to work. What's your name, young man? Huh? Ty? Ty. Okay. Ty, now you need to ask mom or dad to uh, help you. Who are you going to choose? Okay. You too? Okay. Go back to the back of the room. Okay. Um, all right. And then Lainey, can you help me too? Can you come right up front? Mackenzie, right? And Ty. So Lainey, just put your hand up like this. You're the finish line. Okay. Turn and face them. There we go. All right. So um, here's the way this works. Mackenzie, what you have to do, the goal is to get from where you are up to Lainey. Okay. First person to kind of tap her hand wins. Uh, Mackenzie, you have to close your eyes and under no circumstances can you open your eyes as you work your way up to Laney, okay? Ty, you have to close your eyes, all right? But you can hold mom's hand. You can ask mom's questions. Mom can guide you through the course. Mom can tell you, okay, keep coming, keep coming. Okay, turn left, turn right. Uh, whatever help you want from mom you can have, but you have to have your eyes closed too. Got it? Mackenzie, how honest is Mackenzie? Very honest? Okay, eyes closed, Mackenzie. Right. And also don't hurt yourself here, please. Like don't start sprinting randomly uh, because it's a little treacherous. Okay. Close your eyes, please. On your marks, get set, go. All right. Woo. Okay, Mackenzie, you can open your eyes. Mackenzie, actually, that's pretty impressive to make it that far. Okay, that's partial credit for you. And uh, here we go uh, as, as uh, rewards here. Oh, I know. Awesome, huh? Energy stick power. Okay, there you go. Now, I don't want to hear those while I'm preaching. Got it? Okay. You got an hour and a half before you can use them. It's not, you're like an hour and a half. No, it's not an hour and a half. 
People are freaking out. Okay. So listen, um, I, I think about this difference, okay? Both, neither one of our volunteers, right, could open their eyes and see where they were going, right? But one person could ask for help. One person had uh, a guide. One person could see the room. They could see the path. They know uh, the problems. Now, Ty would have been foolish to say, Mom, I got this. I don't need your help. Wouldn't you agree with that? That would have been very, very foolish. He's got his eyes closed. He would have been in Mackenzie. You did great. But uh, you could see she's sort of stumbling along, not knowing which way to go. So now I want you just to think about uh, your life, all right? God knows it all. God knows yesterday. He knows today. And what else does he know? He knows tomorrow. All right, did you know that God knows everything about the future? Everything about the future. And he loves you. And he wants to guide you every step of the way. So what do wise families do? We pray. We talk to God. We ask God to guide us. We ask God to direct us in his word. And what do foolish families do? They don't pray. They walk around blind, wondering why they're tripping and falling and not getting anywhere. So what I want to do is I want to give you five specific ways that your family can grow in prayer together. And the first kind of prayers that I want to encourage you to start doing, and maybe you do these already, but the first kind of prayer I want you to encourage you to start doing are called high-low prayers. High-low prayers. This is something that our family does at the dinner table, where basically we go around and encourage people to share a high part of their day. What was the best part of your day today? And we don't force people to share. We don't force people to pray. Uh, and then we'll ask, well, what was a low part of your day? What was a hard part of your day? Well, people say, well, I had this and I had this. And then sometimes we'll wrap that time up with uh, a, just a short prayer, a prayer of thanksgiving for the high parts that we heard and uh, a prayer of asking for God's help with the low parts that we heard. Now, high-low is really cool because with our crazy busy schedules, there's actually a lot of highs that go by that never get shared as a family. And there's a lot of lows that go by that don't get shared as a family. So we're actually connecting our hearts together and we're taking time to thank God and ask for his help. So I'm going to have you try this right away. Here's what I'd like you to do. Uh, you know, you may, most of you are sitting with families, but some of you may be uh, sitting with friends or other staff. I'd like to encourage one person in your group to share a high of the last day or two. And I'd like one person in your group, if you want to, to share a low, something that was hard from the last day or two. And then another person will do a, a short prayer, just a prayer of thanks for the high and a prayer of asking for God's help with the low. Got it? One person shares a high, one person shares a low, one person shares the prayer of thanks and help. Go. All right, let me give you another encouragement, another specific way to get more prayer going in your family. And that is just to be regularly asking the question of each other, how can I pray for you today? I want to encourage you that this question should be a regular part of our family conversations. This should be a very normal question in a typical day in our families. Heading off to school, how can I pray for you today? Heading off to work, how can I pray for you uh, today? Getting a day started, how can I pray for you today? Uh, texting this to each other. You were on my mind. How can I pray for you today? It's just, just a very, very powerful and normal thing, healthy thing that Christians can and should be doing for each other. But you'd be surprised how rare 
This question is even in Christian families. Parents, if you've got teenagers or you've got older kids or adult kids, great thing to text every now and then. Doesn't have to be every single day, but a great thing to text to them. Hey, you were on my mind. How can I pray for you today? Parents, if you're, anybody have adult children out there? Who's got adult kids? Okay, all right. So you text those adult kids. Hey, how can I pray for you today? Okay, don't feel bad or freak out if there's not an immediate response. Okay, don't feel bad or freak out if there's no response. All right, just try again uh, in a couple days because you're just letting them know, hey, you're on my heart and I want to pray for you and I want to support you. Number three, challenge, encouragement to pray together as siblings, as brothers and sisters. Let me tell you how this dawned on me. Um, I grew up with a Christian mom uh, and an atheist dad. My dad did not believe in God. When my parents got married, neither one of them were Christians. And God saved my mom when I was three months old. I'll tell you more about that story as we go through the week. So I had a Christian mom and a non-Christian dad. So my brother and I, my brother Mark was seven years older than me, Mom led me to the Lord when I was a little boy, led my brother to the Lord when he was a little boy. And so my brother and I remember a lot of times growing up praying with mom. Mom would say, okay, boys, time to pray or time to read our Bible. And we would pray with mom, read our Bible with mom. Dad, of course, didn't want anything to do with that. Uh, and <clears throat> But as my brother and I later became adults, as we talked about our childhood, we didn't really have any memories of the two of us praying together without mom. It was always with mom. Mom was like the spiritual glue. And it was interesting. We remembered like back at church, the, the church didn't really help us with this. In other words, I was in sixth grade and my Sunday school leader was saying, okay, Robbie, they called me Robbie when I was a little boy. Uh, okay, Robbie, you know, you need to have a prayer partner. You need to have another young man, another boy who you can have a Christian friendship with and who you can support each other in prayer. You know, another sixth grade boy at church here. So I find a friend who we could pray for each other. My brother's a senior in high school, right? And they're saying, okay, Mark, you've got to have a brother in Christ. You've got to have a prayer partner. You've got to have a Christian friend who can support you and pray with you. So he's got his Christian friend at church. It, it never like crossed our mind that we both had a brother in Christ and we like slept in the same house together, like down the hall from each other, and that we could actually have been prayer partners together, in addition to the kids at church, that's, that's great and all, okay, but that God actually had a prayer partner for us in, in our house, a brother, or in, you know, in your case, maybe a sister in Christ. So this was, my brother and I were adults when we kind of discovered this, hey, you and I have never just prayed together, just alone without mom. So he lives in Connecticut, I live out in Illinois. So we started just saying, hey, when you need prayer, you text me, when I need prayer, I text you. We both know Jesus and we're both brothers. So how about we be brothers in Jesus and, and start praying with each other? And that really transformed our relationship. And also, um, Amy and I then started to make some, do some things differently with our family worship time. Okay, our family prayer and family Bible time. Parents will be, grandparents will be talking about that as we go through our week together. But sometimes at family worship, um, rather than uh, uh, split people up, Okay, or excuse me, rather than just close in prayer all together as a family, what we'll do is we'll, we'll split 
siblings up, okay? So we'll say, Captain Crunch, Lissy, you guys go find a place uh, to pray. Uh, Lainey, Millie, you guys go find a place to play, pray. Ray and Rush, you guys go find a place to pray. You guys just talk. Share your prayer requests with each other. Pray for each other because we want our kids to have a direct spiritual relationship without us. Now, we want them to have a spiritual relationship with us, also, but we want them to have a direct spiritual relationship without us. And one of the things that has made me so incredibly uh, happy to see with our adult son, uh, RW, and Lissy, who's getting married in a month, okay, so she's launching, uh, and with Captain Crunch and with Lainey, uh, to see them as young adult kids or adult kids um, texting each other, how can I pray for you today? Knowing that they're continuing that pattern makes me super, super happy. All right, another one pray in conflict. Pray in conflict. This is some of the hardest times to try praying, some of the most difficult times to try praying, but it is super important. Uh, Amy and I, over the years, have had a kind of a long journey in our prayer life together. The first 13 years of our marriage, we hardly ever prayed together. Uh, I was pastoring during those 13 years. And as a pastor, you know, I'm in prayer meetings all day. You know, it's very spiritual what I do. So by the time I get home, you know, I'm all prayed out. You know, there's no more prayers left for her. Uh, no, that's not a good excuse. But we didn't hardly ever pray together. I wasn't providing any spiritual leadership in our marriage. And things were, um, we were really struggling spiritually. Um, so that, that, is a bigger conversation for another time. But one of the areas of prayer that Amy and I now have actually gotten pretty good in is praying in the midst of conflict. So we're having an argument about Lord knows what, going around and around and around, and one of us says, I think we should pray. It's the worst, right? Because you're, you're, you're angry and you're frustrated and your walls are up with each other, and the person, the person says, fine, we'll pray. So you have to go over and you, you like you hold hands like a cold dead fish. And, uh, you know, one of us just says, Lord, help us. And there have been so many times just those three words, Lord, help us. Holy Spirit rushes in, softens my heart to her, softens her heart to me. You know, for the last half an hour, I've been, you know, you, you, you blaming her for whatever the problem was. And she's been you, you, you blaming me for whatever the problem was. You know, and now we see this exit ramp off of this conversation, this argument we were in that, that the Holy Spirit had to shine a light on for us to, us to see. Um, so I, I, I just want to encourage you, when your family is in conflict, when you are angry, uh, when you are behaving badly, for someone to say, hey, let's stop right now and pray. Let's ask God for his help, because you already know what happens if you continue with your human strength and your human wisdom and all of that stuff, things are probably going to go uh, from bad to worse. One more encouragement for you, and that is to pray messy prayers. Pray messy prayers. You know, a lot of times, kids, you can pay attention to me extra here. A lot of times, uh, children, the prayers that they hear are very polished professional prayers. Maybe they're in church and they hear people praying in church, you know, oh Lord, for thou lovest us so much and we thank you for your grace and your mercy lavished upon us in Christ. Okay, it's like you've got this. It's a wonderful prayer. It's very good. But it is a, a, um, 
a, a pr person who really prays good. Okay, they, they're eloquent in prayer. They're very comfortable praying. They string together a lot of Bible words. And it, I'm not saying it's not meaningful. Okay, but a child hears those very eloquent prayers. And sometimes when they hear parents pray, maybe you're a person that is also very comfortable praying. You're comfortable praying longer or you're comfortable praying with a lot of Bible language. What starts to happen is that a child can feel like that's the way you're supposed to pray or that's what a prayer is. So that makes them feel insecure about trying to pray because, well, I don't know how to pray like that or I don't have the words like that or those prayers don't just you know roll off my tongue. So some of the very best kinds of prayers, and this is not just for children, but even for our own hearts, some of the very best kinds of prayers are prayers that are not all put together, prayers that are not eloquent. They are messy. They are needy. They come from just a place of dependence and childlike faith. Prayers that start with God. We, um, we don't even know how to pray right now. We don't even know what to talk to you about right now. We just know that we're hurting. We just know that we, we know we're sad. We know we're, we're confused. We know that we need you. And we're just here to, to humble ourselves before you and ask for your help and tell you that we need you. See, there's nothing like articulate about that prayer. There's nothing fancy about that prayer, but it's a prayer of childlike neediness and it's a prayer of childlike faith. And if I am reading um, my Bible correctly and Jesus's words correctly, I think that God loves those kinds of prayers. You remember what Jesus says. He says, come to me, all you who pray eloquent prayers, who never get distracted in prayer and have it all together. You're like, raise your hand if that doesn't sound quite right. You're like, I don't think that's what Jesus said. What does he say? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Right? Jesus doesn't say, come to me in your strength. He says, come to me in your weakness. He doesn't say, come to me with your adult maturity. He says, come to me with your broken child likeness. One of the uh, another kinds of prayers that I'm going to have you put these into practice right now, uh, some of the most powerful prayers in your family can be generational prayers. Generational prayers. This is when older generations in your family, grandmas, grandpas, uh, parents, aunts, and uncles are praying uh, prayers of encouragement and blessing for younger generations. And it's super powerful when younger generations are praying prayers of blessing and encouragement for older generations. And in fact, what we're going to do before we close our time in prayer this morning is to put into practice some of these generational prayers. So what I'd like to do is I'm gonna, first I'm going to ask the younger generation to pray for the older generation. So here's the way I'd like to ask this to work. If you are in the younger generation, now you may be 30 years old and you're here with your parents, okay, that's fine. Whatever the younger generation is, I'd like you to stand up and kind of gather around the older generation. So this would be kids and grandkids gathering around mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, all right? Younger generation, stand up. Gather around older generation. Stand around their back. Okay, younger, and, and if you've got a lot of kids and a lot of grandparents, just divide and conquer. As long as we've got a couple youngers next to a couple of olders. Some of the camp staff are figuring out who's younger and who's older. That's good. I like that. And uh, 
So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to do, the screens are really far away. So what, what I thought we would do is do these as repeat after me prayers. So kids, grandkids, um, I'm going to guide you in this prayer and you're just going to kind of repeat this prayer after me as you pray for your parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles. First thing I want you to do, you're, you're just going to, to say, let me explain this first. You're just going to say their name. What I mean by that is that's mom, dad, Mima, bop, bop, okay, whatever you call them, uh, whatever their name is. So go ahead and first just say their name, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. And now pray this prayer with me. I thank God for you. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit of God will make your faith strong. I pray for God to help you love and lead our family. I pray God will give you joy every day as you follow Him. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, now I want you to switch places. Younger generation, have a seat. Older generations, gather around. All right, older generation, you guys are going to repeat after me. First of all, say the name or the names of those you're praying for. I thank God for you. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit of God will make your faith strong. I pray that you'll always keep growing in your relationship with Jesus. I pray for God to give you a spirit of encouragement so that you can encourage others. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, if everybody can sit back down for me. Those are the kinds of prayers that you don't have to just pray at camp. You don't have to have someone like me leading you through those things. Moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, pray those generational prayers for your kids and grandkids at home. Children, grandchildren, pray for your mom. Pray for your dad. Pray for your grandma. Pray for your grandfather. All right, let's read this scripture together. This is going to be the memory verse scripture for the week. So I'd like to read this out loud, out loud together as a group. Then I'm going to pray for you. Uh, and then I'm going to dismiss you to head over to the... Are you going to come up, Hoedown? All right, Hoedown will come up and uh, let us know what's next. But let's read this scripture together, Colossians 2.7. Let your roots grow down into Him and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Gull Lake and that you've made it possible for all of us to be here this week. Some of us, God, are coming into camp um, really hanging on by a thread, facing a lot of burdens and struggles and conflicts, particularly at home and our family relationships, or maybe even in our faith. Thank you that you brought us here. Lord, I know that you want to meet every one of us here to draw us into a deeper relationship with you through your son, Jesus, 
to ground us more deeply and firmly in the Bible, and also to turn our hearts to each other, to strengthen our families so that faith can be passed through the generations and that our families can make a difference in the world for Christ. So we lift up our whole week to you right now in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.